Today, I want to deal with, continue to deal with the, this uh, uh, Bible study in renewing your mind. And today, I want to deal with an issue that has come into many, many churches. Um, and it's called basically people talking about the kingdom. And uh, I want to warn you all to be careful about those who teach about a kingdom. That's not really the same as what the Bible teaches. Now, I put a photo on this article and also in the DVD. You can check that out as well. It's on my Act TV site. But there, there was a photo there of the Lord and his hands. He has these keys in his hands that he's giving, giving away. You know, the apostles were given the keys to the kingdom of heaven not the keys to the earthly physical kingdom of Christ at the second coming. This is key. Uh, no pun intended. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, these keys are given the apostles, and finally the leadership of the churches the authority to preach the gospel and of church administration. It's up to the church to decide who to preach the gospel to, thus binding people to heaven, and conversely, who to loose or disfellowship in the churches due to sin, false teaching, false prophecy, etc. You know, it's by the way, it's not giving the church the ability or authority to take dominion over the governments, businesses, and every aspect of life thus establishing the physical kingdom of Christ on earth. It's about establishing the kingdom of heaven in the hearts of men, preparing them for the kingdom to come. So you know what? There are two kingdoms being taught in many churches today. Teaching about one of the kingdoms is on the decline, while the other is being promoted all over the place. And I'm warning Christians that they need to check out who's using the word kingdom the books they've been reading and recommending on building the kingdom, the people they've been hanging out with at conferences, and what they mean by the kingdom. You know, biblical Christians need to understand that many of the New Apostolic Reformation, emergent church, church growth, word of faith, and other related movements are operating under a paradigm shift. Because of that, when they use the word kingdom, they don't have the same biblical concept of that word that biblical Christians do. Whether purposely or under the influence of the zeitgeist, the new breed paradigm shifters use the word kingdom in order to lure people into their dominionist social gospel worldview. They know that most Christians love to hear about the kingdom, so they act like they're talking to them in the unity of the faith. But guess what? They're not. This is an old trick of false teachers and cults. They redefine certain words so that they, when they talk to biblical Christians, they can sound like they're on the same page. For instance, the New Age cult called Unity did this years ago with many Christian terms, and because of that was able to lure in many you know, people on that basis. And then once you lure, lure them in, then you slowly brainwash them away from their former understanding of those terms into a new paradigm. 
So the first concept we'll call kingdom now, which is KN, and that's actually a, a real term. And the second we will call kingdom come, or KC. That's taken from the Lord's Prayer, or as I call it, the Disciples' Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10. Kingdom now claims this prayer is about kingdom now. Biblical Christians understand this as referring to the kingdom being first established in the spirits of born-again believers, Colossians 1.13, and finally physically established in the millennial kingdom of Christ when he returns, 1 Corinthians 15.24. Since the dominion of the earth currently has been temporarily given to the devil. That's Luke 4, 5 through 8, and Ephesians 2, 2. Also, 1 John 5, 19, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Lest we forget that, folks. The kingdom now people expect the church to fulfill the Lord's prayer, even though Jesus was not referring to the church, when he gave this example prayer to his disciples. This prayer is to be prayed to God the Father, not the church. <clears throat> Jesus was primarily talking about kingdom come, the physical kingdom of Jesus Christ in the millennium when he comes again, because establishment of the physical kingdom on earth is impossible because it's against God's will at this time. Kingdom now theology has been around for a long time. Those who have been spreading kingdom now basically represent a whole number of denominations and movements. Some of those who teach some form of kingdom now are as follows, and I'm going to name, them, name some of them, and some of these guys are dead. Ernest Angley, John Arnott, Rob Bill, Todd Bentley, John Bevere, Mike Bickle, Marcus Bishop, Reinhard Bonnke, William Branham, Michael Brown, uh, Juanita Bynum, Paul Kane, Tony Campolo, uh, Morris Cirillo, uh, Paul Yonggi Cho, Randy Clark, Kim Clement, Gerald Coates, uh, Chuck Colson, uh, Kenneth Copeland, Paul Crouch, John Crowder, Paul Cunningham, John Dawson, Joy Dawson, uh, Jack Deere, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Colin Dye, Gene Edwards, Richard Foster, Francis Frangipan, uh, Nikki Gumbel, Ted Haggard, Kenneth Hagen, Bill Hammond, uh, Christian Harfouche, Jack Hayford, Ruth Heflin, uh, Marilyn Hickey, uh, Steve Hill, John Hinkle, Benny Hinn, David Hogan, uh, Rodney Howard Brown, Larry Hutch, uh, Bill Hybels of Willow Creek, uh, Cindy Jacobs, T.D. Jakes, Bill Johnson, Tony Jones, Manasseh Jordan, Rick Joyner, John Kilpatrick, Dan Kimball, Patrick, Patricia King, uh, Roberts Lairdon, um, Bishop Eddie E. Long, Brennan Manning, Manning Brian McLaren, Clarence McClendon, uh, Joyce Meyer, Miles Monroe, uh, Steve Muncy, uh, uh, Mike Murdoch, George Otis Jr., 
uh, Joel Osteen, Doug Paget, uh, Rod Parsley, Carlton Pearson, Chuck Pierce, Peter Popoff, Fred P Price, Oral Roberts, Pat Robertson, Robert Schuler, R.W. Schombach, Gwen Shaw, Dutch Sheets, Ed Silvoso, Ron Stewart, Carl Strader, Leonard Sweet, Chad Taylor, Tommy Tenney, Robert Tilton, Richard Twist, C. Peter Wagner, Rich, uh, Rick Warren, Paula White, Bruce Wilkinson, John Wimber, Ed Young, and YWAM. And then I didn't even cover all of them. There's many more, believe it or not. So you can read excellent articles on Kingdom Now. Um, all of these are linked on my site. Uh, the names are Dominion Theology by Gary Gilley, Kingdom Now Theology by Jan Markell, What is the Gospel of the Kingdom by the Berean Call, Kingdom Dominionism by Mark, uh, Mike Oppenheimer, and Kingdom Theology by Albert James Dagger, an especially good one. Well, I made a comparison chart between Kingdom Now and Kingdom Come to try to help you to see the difference. Kingdom now, the church is to take over the systems of government in the world by populating them with Christians. Kingdom come, the church is to preach the gospel, disciple all believers in every nation, be light and salt, and expect Jesus to change the world when he returns. Kingdom now, the church is Christ on earth. Kingdom come, the church is not Christ, but the body of Christ, children of God, the bride. Kingdom now, there will have to be a world government headed and policed by Restoration Christians. This will require a universal kingdom now on the earth. Um, there's no Christian government in scripture till Jesus Christ returns and sets up his theocracy. Kingdom now, claims are made that the Christians will solve the issues of poverty, disease, lack of education, etc., by dominionists such as Rick, Join, uh, Rick Warren. Kingdom Come says Christians will never solve these problems stemming from sin. Jesus Christ will save the planet when he comes. Till then, we need to be about the work he left us to do, including the Great Commission. Kingdom now says passages in the Old Testament that talk about the blessing that Israel will be to the nations are stripped from them and attributed to the church. Kingdom come, taking Old Testament promises out of their context and attributing them to, them to the church is what the NAR, Word of Faith, and other false teaching systems have been doing for decades, and this simply robs the Jews of their inheritance. Kingdom now, often though not always, the kingdom now paradigm includes a direct or indirect assertion that Christ will not or cannot return until the church accomplishes the goal of dominionism. Kingdom come says this removes the hope of the imminent return of Christ. In fact, many kingdom now mock the idea of a rapture, especially the emergent church leadership. And this also takes away the sovereignty of the Godhead. Kingdom now is based on a post-millennial model where uh, Christ comes back to a cleaned up world. 
kingdom now post-millennialism ends up denying many uh, end times prophecies in the Bible because they do not believe that there's a thousand year millennial kingdom to come. Biblical eschatological views are always pre-millennial. Kingdom now wants across the board unity to accomplish its goals. This unity extends to liberal apostate churches, cults, the Roman Catholic Church, and is even beginning to include Islam. Kingdom come. Unity for the sake of creating a large group is not biblical unity. Biblical unity is based on the unity of spirit when a person is truly born again and is held together by the unity of the faith, unity of doctrinal teachings. In Kingdom Now, their pragmatism is built on extra-biblical prophecies and directives of new apostles. They believe that programs and devices will be effective in building the kingdom. Kingdom come, the kingdom does not rest on human ability, but on God's establishing his spiritual kingdom in the hearts of believers, followed by the return of Christ, which will establish the physical kingdom on earth. Kingdom now requires a structured church system based on a modern-day foundational apostles and prophets. Kingdom come requires only adherence to the teachings of Jesus Christ and the actual foundational apostles. Kingdom now tends to replace the role of the Bible, uh, the role the Bible records that belongs to Jesus alone uh, in his kingdom. Thus, it degrades the sovereignty of God. Kingdom come, the true kingdom is being established both now spiritually by Jesus Christ and after his second coming, uh, the throne of David, on the throne of David here on earth by Jesus himself. Kingdom now, there are many roots of the false kingdom now teaching, going back to William Branham, the latter reign, reformed theology, manifest sons of God, uh, word of faith, and many other heretical systems. Kingdom come, the roots of kingdom come are rooted in the written word of God. Well, there are many other things I could compare, but, uh, you know, there's many that could be included in what I've just stated. But for more information, uh, come to my site and look up Kingdom Now, and you'll find many, many articles on that. So keep a keen ear ready to distinguish between those who talk about the kingdom, quote unquote, and what they're actually teaching, whether it's kingdom now or kingdom come. You know, there are many arguments by kingdom now teachers that they try to use to convince people of their position. But ultimately, all those arguments end up being either entirely unbiblical or they twist scripture to try to prove their points. One argument uh, Kingdom Now promoters make is that we are to be light and salt. Therefore, we must populate every aspect of life in order to accomplish Kingdom Now social gospel. They say the Christians must take over every aspect of life, businesses, government, all leadership positions, etc. But this is not only taught, not taught in the Bible. How to live as light and salt in a fallen world is also practically demonstrated by the first century church in Rome. And I want to give you an example of how the first century church were being light and salt to their generations. The Romans during that time were becoming ever more immoral. 
because of the proliferation of prostitution and adultery in Rome, there were a number of unwanted pregnancies. It became a practice for Romans to take their unwanted babies out to the rocks around the city and leave them there to die in the hot sun. So what did the first century church in Rome do? Did they go to the authorities and protest? Did they try to get laws passed to forbid, to forbid this practice? Did they try to get people of the government on their side? Did they try to populate the government with Christians? Did they protest in the streets and form public prayer meetings to divorce Nero? Did they make claims that they would rid the land of this practice? Did they try to overthrow the government of Rome? The answer to all these questions is no. What they did was this. They simply went out, got the babies off the rocks, took them home, nursed them back to health, and kept them as their own children. There's a lesson for us all there. Instead of addressing social amorality from the top, true Christians deal with the problem from the bottom, because that's really the only solution that actually works. They live in the law of Christ, which is love, by demonstrating that in a practical way, thereby influencing people to find out what makes Christians different. Ultimately, the gospel is demonstrated and then taught, and people get saved. People often are watching Christians to see if there's something different about them. Some way that they've actually had victory over things. Well, you might want to uh, read a, uh, an article that I wrote called A Response to an Urgent Message from Peter. And that's on my site. You can go check out the links for that. Uh, you can always uh, just do a search and you'll find lots of stuff on my site. And my site is called deceptioninthechurch.com